Show. Brought to you by Ultra Clutch Hairspray. Though every afternoon when the clock strikes four, a crazy bunch of kids crash through that door, yeah. Hello, beloved audience, and welcome back to another episode of From the Shelf. Well, we are at the start now of Musical March. Yes. And, and what are we watching first? We are watching Hairspray. Oh, thank God, something good. <laughs> something I'm sorry, good. but after Miss Congeniality and... Endless love. love. This God. was just a delight. It's just oh, it was so bad. Oh, but th- I just had a smile on my face. I was enjoying it. I was singing. I was dancing. I was doing the whole Michael Caine <laughs> singing and dancing with with the Muppets. Look at me. I'm singing. I'm dancing with John Travolta and Michelle Pfeiffer. This is fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Christopher Walken. And I'm dancing with Walken. Wow. <laughs> wow. Na-na-na-na-na. Christopher Walken. Wow. <laughs> that day is tonight. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering where we've been, we're so sorry to keep you hanging, but I have been away on spring break. And I actually went up to New York where I got to record an episode of another podcast with the Bucktooth Gremlins who we've mentioned so many times on this show. And, and you it- can find that episode on our Twitter from the shelf pod at twitter.com. Yes. We also have can. an email from the shelf pod at yahoo.com. Email Indeed. us. If you want to, if you have any suggestions for movies or anything you think that we can improve on, just shoot us an email. Yes, but at least enough of that. Let's get started on Musical March. Musical March. So our our cast list today is a pretty long one. Um, we have John Travolta, Nikki Blonsky as our leading lady, Zac Efron, James Marsden, Amanda Bynes, uh, and if you've seen the news recently, she what did she check herself into a mental institution? Uh, she well, she had recently she had been having mental issues, and she got out of a conservatorship. Uh, she sought help and was actually trying to get her life together, and she just had an episode. She I'm not going to pretty much say what she is, but she. Got to a police station, got herself checked in, recognized she was having a crisis. So, Amanda, we wish you well. Hope you can get back on your feet. We love, I personally love you. Not that you're going to hear this, I mean, shit, but still. Glad you're doing better. (laughs) Or getting better, I should say. Yeah. So, we have Amanda Bynes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, a small cameo from John Waters. Um... Queen Latifah, Elijah Kelly, Brittany Snow, Allison Janey, Taylor Burke, and Jerry Stiller. Good God, that is an all-star cast. Yeah, it's honestly a great cast. Um, and everyone's having fun in this film. No one turns in a bad performance. No one has acid. And the energy really shows. They are all having a good time in this film. All right, so like we did with Grease 2, 
excuse me, we're going to go ahead and go through the movie by the songs. So, so let's start out. go. Let's go. So we start out with our first song and opening sequence, Good Morning Baltimore. And out the gate, just Nikki Blonsky is amazing. Supreme, supreme talent. Like, I don't know why Hollywood just threw her in the closet. Like, let's be honest. The girl what has a waste. talent. She can what sing. A waste. She can dance. She can act. Like, she has it. I'll tell you what, not that you're going to listen to but Nikki, you want to come on the show and talk with us and explain some of this stuff? By all means, shoot us an email. Oh, need to, not like, that you're going to listen to this. We need to, like, but you know what, her. audience? If you guys have connections, let's get this out there. Come on, guys. Let's get Nikki Blosky on the show. <laughs> we need to, like, at her with our Twitter post. We could. I'm pretty sure she's on Twitter. We could. Either way. Yeah, either way, Good Morning Baltimore is just a good opening sequence. and it What's just... an homage to West Side Story? God, how, how is it an homage to West Side Story? Well, because it's, it, the film opens up like West Side Story, where the camera zooms down to the streets, into the buildings. Mm-hmm. That's literally how West Side Story opens. I haven't seen West Side Story in a really long time. I showed you that film. You did. You did, actually. But I love the the lyrics of this film because you just <laughs> there's the bar the bum at the bar who weighs me to school. There's the flasher who lives next door. There's the bum on his bar room stool. Yes, thank his you. Bar room stool. I they forgot how snarky way to school. I forgot how snarky this film can be. And Amanda Bynes gets some of the best lines in it. She does. She has some really good lines in here. Um. So this song is just showcasing Tracy's morning, how she gets to school, and just, like, she loves where she lives. She loves her life. Um, and after this, she's going through school. She's just waiting. She's watching the clock, waiting for the day to go so she can run home with Penny to her house, to Tracy's house. And so they can watch their favorite show, the Corny Collins Show, which is where we get to our second musical number, The Nicest Kids in Town. Another solid song. Another, yeah, another solid song. A lot of, <laughs> I, I love, I like at the end where they do the roll call because I can, I can like list every name because I've listened to that song so many times. Uh, of course you could. But I, lo- <laughs> I love the, the camera because it shows Britney Snow's character is literally hogging the camera. Yeah, what a, a running thing that I just I love in when they when they film the Courtney Collins show is that she always like gets pushed or like stepped on or just something. And, and what, like uh, I don't remember what I think it's the 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 pageant. He freaking slaps the shit out of her face. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's not. I don't. Maybe it was on purpose, but. Oh, it had to been. <laughs> it was funny. Oh god, yeah. Um, and here we also get introduced to John Travolta's character, Edna Turnblad. John Travolta's scary in this film. Like, <laughs> the makeup's giant. great. He's huge, though. Like, I'm not talking just way. Like, is he that tall? I, you know, I really don't know, and I, I honestly don't think... He didn't look that tall in Staying Alive! 
Or Greece or like any. I don't think he's that tall. They had to have had like lifts or something. I don't know, but I, I swear he's just gonna, he's about to eat poor Walken or Nikki Blonsky. Yeah, it's a it's a little scary. Uh, but so Tracy, the at the end of nice of of the Corny Collins show, I mean, at the end of the Corny Collins show that day, um, they are announcing that there's going to be a role opening up for a new nicest kid. Nice um, kid. The, the only reason they're having an opening because one of them's freaking knocked up. Yeah, one of nice kids. Pregnant. Yeah, nice no, white kids. <laughs> oh, oh. Month. they have their. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. I don't think so. We're not gonna say it, but I had no idea where I was going with that. If you listen to the song, you know, you'll know what you we're know, talking about. Because this film is pretty much about diversity. Yes. Um, Which I think, personally, the film handles pretty well. Yeah, I think Very it maturely. handles it it's pretty not sh- well. It's not handled in, po- in poor taste or mean. No, it do- it, ne- it never seems like it's it has any malicious intent. No. But, um, like, I feel like it would be if it was made today. Yeah. Anyway... Um, so they're announcing an opening and they're holding auditions. So Tracy, naturally, she wants to go. She's like, look, I can dance. I, I can sing like I am meant for this. And um, Edna, John Travolta, is like, absolutely not. You're not going to do that. Because Edna had dreamed of opening a coin-operated laundromat. But she let go of those dreams. <laughs> I love that that was her dream. <laughs> Yeah, like, who wants to open a laundromat? Hey, you know what? Reach for the stars. I guess. Um, and so it's not really another song. It's honestly just a snippet, but it's when Tracy and Penny are just going around town and they're watching the TVs in the display window. There's the end of It Takes Two, which is a song that Zac Efron sings. Um, I think it was in the original. It is. It is in the original. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's in the original. It's on the CD or the soundtrack. Yes, like the full song is, but they don't. They never play the full. They don't play the full song in the movie, which is no. okay. I mean, I would have. I have. Release the it takes it. two cut. Yeah, literally. Um. So then, so Tracy decides that she is going to go to this audition. So she skipped school or part of school. And here we get an amazing song. I kid you not, audience. I literally, just out of the blue, before we even decided to do Musical March, I just started quoting this song and we had a text chain of us just quoting this song. We did. It is the legend of, in quotes, Miss Baltimore Crabs. Which that, is is... A, that is a rather unfortunate name. <laughs> but, I think, but I'm pretty sure that's the point. Yeah, I, I think that's the whole point. <laughs> that's the joke. This is Michelle Pfeiffer's song. Um, her character. And basically, she's having a ball with this song. It's, 
Yeah, Velma Von She Tuskel. is a lot more confident in her dancing and singing than she was in Grease 2. Oh, definitely. But she's also a lot older than she was. But, yeah, well, more experienced, but still. Mm-hmm. Yes, and- but this song, I, I love it. <laughs> I just love how she pretty much admits in the song she's screwing the judges while she and her daughter are just not even subtly, just straight up insulting these kids. Yeah, completely, because these girls are at the audition and they're just insulting them the entire time. It's it's terrible, but it's great. Yeah, it really is. Um, So, Tracy, because of her weight, and um, something that she says, um, she gets turned away from. Well, she's all for integration, which yeah, it's the new because it is good for you. Yeah. So they say, <laughs> "What was that? Yeah. What Wait. was that? What? You just went, yeah." <laughs> I kind of spaced for a second. <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs> um, Producer Daniel, you better get her on track. Let's go. Uh, he's here. <laughs> he said he's not responsible for anything that goes on on this show. You're the pr- you're uh, the producer. Your producer boyfriend Daniel, you have to be in charge. You have to be responsible. Producing my homework right now. He's doing <laughs> homework right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll pick up, hopefully. Hopefully uh, it does. Anyway, let's get back on track. All right, so she gets turned away. Um, and Boo! She's, Boo! Boo! <laughs> but I think they secretly liked her. I think they secretly liked you. <laughs> and she gets a detention slip. And detention's just a party here, but... It is all, a party. I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is the point in how it was in the original movie. But all of the black students <laughs> are in detention. Oh. They know how to have a good time. Sist. I wish my detentions were like that. Right. Like they're having fun, they're dancing, listening to music, and there's no, no supervision at all. But who cares? It's the sixties. Yeah. It's the sixties. Um, but so the next song we have after this is after Tracy and Link, um, Zach Efron bump into each other, and Tracy just is immediately in love. And I this love is when this song Amanda Bynes is just just yeah, being like, snarky hey, and just like, what's going on. Yeah, literally. This song is I Can Hear the Bells. And honestly, everyone's just kind of like, what the hell is Tracy doing? Right. Like, Like, it's almost she's just doing this, and it's not in her head, and she thinks it's in her head. Yeah. But it's in reality, and it's hilarious. And I love when she goes into the teacher's lounge, and it's just a cloud of cigarette smoke. Yeah. It's so hilarious. And they go into the girls' bathroom, all the girls are smoking because it's the 60s. Yeah, and no gave a shit. They're all smoking. They're all smoking. This song is just insane to me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He gave her no indication he was in there, and she's like, I love him. 
I will marry him. He will be mine. He will be mine. <laughs> Literally. It, it, honestly, you could you could turn it into a horror. <laughs> that that's I think that's what I did to Daniel. <laughs> I think that's what David did to Jade in Endless Love. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> David could hear those bells. <laughs> you know, Jade could too though. Well, Jade was a sap. True. Again, Spader was the only one with a, good, with a head on her shoulders in that, but we're not talking about that. Go watch the Endless Love. Endless Go anymore. listen to the Endless Love episode, folks. God. Uh, we're talking so... about a good movie. <laughs> so, in detention, we get introduced to um, Seaweed Stubbs, which is Elijah Kelly's character. And he's just... he. This man is so talented. <laughs> He played a Ricky Bell in the n- New Edition movie. I've never seen it. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> um, but he and some of the other students in detention um, teach Tracy some new dance moves, and um, they tell it her that show what those moves get her on the show. Yeah, they do, and that's what I was gonna say. Like. So there's a dance being held where Corny is looking for his next new uh, nicest kid, I mean. Well, it's, that's where he was looking for. I think he was just hosting the school dance. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think it was for like a tryout or anything. I just I think he just happens Tracy just showed off and the best dancer in town. He's like, "Oh, get her on my show." Yeah. But this at the dance, this is um where our next song, Ladies' Choice, comes in, performed by Zac Efron. I think it's actually performed by Corny Collins in the show, but... I think so. That kills it. He does. He really does. It honestly shows how... how why he's still around. Like, he could have easily just dropped off the face of the earth after High School Musical. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Uncle Pete, um, Pete from the Bucktooth Gremlins, he, he said to me the other day, he was like, Zac Efron can't sing i was like yes he absolutely yeah, can he, he can i mean he didn't in the first high school musical but i don't think he had been vocally clean then high no. school musical 2 came along and he got training right like he and he he sang in the second and third high school musical movies and he's been singing in his roles in musicals ever since i think the only other musical role he had was in the greatest show greatest showman I don't know. I think that was the, his only other musical after High School Musical in this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not Either sure. way, he, he's still good. Like, yeah, like he's he's good. <laughs> um, so through this dance, um, Corny says, "I need this girl on my show. Like, she's it." <laughs> yeah, which so, honestly, like when I first saw it, I thought Corny was going to be a jerk, but he's actually very cool. Yeah, he's he's one of the nicest people there. One of the nicest kids in town. One of the nicest kids in town. Even though exactly. I, I'm pretty sure he's like 35. Uh, Daniel's booing you. What? What? I didn't hear what you said. I don't even hear what he's saying. We're... He booed we for that. He booed you for that joke. <laughs> anyway, so Tracy's you don't now know comedy. Uh, 
is so Tracy is now on the show. Um and she is becoming extremely popular. Uh, yeah, she like the the I'm guessing the station manager. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure that's was against that's having her on that. He's like, she's doubled my sales, Tracy, 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 wait up. Um, and that actually happens during our next song, "New Girl in Town," which is one of my favorites. In for I don't I don't even know why I just I love the I music. love how boring Britney Snow's characters are made to perform it, and then when the actual the people who wrote the songs perform, they are all energy. Yes, completely. And actually, um, their part, the Dynamites, their part of the song, um has recently been trending on TikTok and people are like doing the dance to it. Really? Yeah. You know what? Hell yeah. Get this movie more love. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Hell yes. Yeah, I love it. I love seeing people's like the way they dance to it. Um but yeah. That's a really good song and one that I enjoy a lot and that I will listen to on repeat just because I really like it. I think I have the entire album on my Broadway playlist on Spotify. I think I do too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I do. <laughs> so since Tracy's getting so popular, one of the dress shops in town, um, it's Mr. Pinky's something. Anyway, it's a it's a dress shop and like clothes shop for larger women. And, no, but Tracy, they, don't do it. This man celebrates Festivus. Festivus. <laughs> Mr. Pinky, played by Jerry Jerry Stiller. Um, they want to make what would now be like a brand I'm deal. Assuming, I'm assuming this is pretty much his character from Heavyweights. He took the money he, he, he got from selling the fat cam and bought this place. What? That is a deep cut, I know, audience. But those of you who've seen Heavyweights... You'll get it. And Tracy's having a hard time. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what that is. Either way. It's um, a Disney movie about a fat camp. Oh, okay. Ben Stiller's batshit crazy in it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. Um, so Tracy is having a hard time convincing her mom to get out of the house and come with her to this, to Mr. Pinky's and just, she's trying to get her to be her manager. Um, but her mom hasn't left the house since, what uh, was it? Oh, I forgot. A long time. I fucked up the lyric. Yeah. It, it, regardless to say, it's been a long time since she's left the house. So is she just a shut in? I guess um, this this song, by the way, is "Welcome to the '60s." Well, this, this honestly, br- this honestly brings up a point I wanted to make because I I just watched some of the live show, and if that's any indication of how it was done on Broadway, Tracy's mom is played differently in this. She's like a more shy and a, a shut in, pretty much. But it seems like in the Broadway or at least the live show version, she's confident she's going out, no flaunts confident in her size and doesn't give a shit. Maybe they like changed it around a little bit for the movie. I'm not really sure. I- I'm not sure. I I need to see the broad a uh, production of the broad or the stage show in order to 
clarify that? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've all, I can only go based on what I saw in the live show and the movie. I haven't actually seen the stage show. Yeah, and it's, I've only seen the original movie once, and I don't. I barely remember it, sadly. Yeah, because when I, I think because when I think of hairspray, I just think of this movie. Right, and I think a lot of people do too. Um, I, I mean, no matter which version, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, definitely not. But uh, what what song are we are we still on? Welcome to the sixties. Um, we are now on Run and Tell That. This is one of my favorite songs. It's a really good song. It's high energy and just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm, definitely. And it's um, it's Elijah Kelly, Seaweed, and yeah. And Taylor Parks. Well, the song's or, pretty much just telling him, hey, we're, we're really no different. No, yeah, exa- exactly. Um, and he's... Again, he's subtlety and... Yeah. Like, it's not in your face at all. No. And again, not mean-spirited. No, definitely not. But this is when Seaweed and Inez, his little sister, take... Uh, Penny, Tracy, and Link to his part of town and show them just what everything is all about and how it's different from what they're used to. Yes. Um, like I said, like, like you said, great song, um, lots of high energy, lots of vocal talent in there, definitely, especially with Elijah Kelly and his, his runs at the end. <laughs> It's very hard to do, speaking as someone who's done this for karaoke. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Why would you attempt that? <laughs> I haven't attempted that karaoke. I do it. I just sing in the shower. I, sh- I just do it in the shower. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can nail the note. Yeah. Is it the, those, it's, it's very difficult. Yeah, I say those runs are very difficult. It took a lot. It took a long time of practice. Mm-hmm. So next, so once they get to uh, seaweed's home, is where we. I think we'd already. Yeah, we'd already. We've been, already been introduced to Queen Latifah, but this yeah. is her first song. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, it's her first um, like solo song, which is "Big Blonde and Beautiful." Is this the first time she's actually sang, not rapped in anything? Um, I never really listened to her music career, so. Um, I don't know. I I honestly couldn't I, tell you. This is, I think, the first time I heard her singing. Damn, what a voice! Oh my gosh, she has such a such a nice. No, voice. I think because she was in Chicago before this. She was, yes, she was in Chicago. Well, I, I don't like Chicago, so there we there we are. I honestly, I don't think, she, I think she only had like one song in Chicago. Waste of talent. Yeah, a waste wasted. Wasted. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Edna starts to worry about Tracy, so she's trying to find her. Well, no, because um, Amber rings her up and say, "Hey, she's in." Oh, that's right. That's right. The bad, the, the wrong bad side of the tracks. Down. She's in. She's yeah. on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh huh. Um. So Edna runs down there. Is like Tracy, you're coming home right now. And then she gets enticed by the buffet. 
I mean, did you see that spread? It was an amazing spread. I don't blame her! Or him. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm like, should I just call him John Travolta or just call her by the character? I don't know. Um, but then we get a reprise of Big Blonde and Beautiful, and that's but that's between Michelle Pfeiffer and um, John Travolta. <laughs> Which, for some reason, and I still there don't... There ain't nothing know. like a spread that gets you in the mood. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for some reason, Michelle Pfeiffer decides that she's going to try and seduce Christopher Walken. I don't know I don't why. The end goal here, because like, are you? Tr- what? How is this going to get Tracy off the show? Because that's what you're trying to do, right? I guess by like trying to break up their family. I it'll I really- make Tracy depressed. Like, what was the I mean, end game in this part yeah, of your plan? Right. Like, what? What is the goal here? I don't get and it. And why would you should try to seduce Walker? That man pushed you out of nine story building. What? Oh, in Batman. And the last time you kissed Walker, you got a case of shell shock. <laughs> Boom. Ha. Ha ha. References. References. Timing. <laughs> um, the, the plan, not a great plan. Not a great plan. Not a great plan at all. Um, so Edna catches them. Or rather catches Michelle Pfeiffer like on top of... <laughs> Christopher Walken. And I, it's, it's, again, probably a joke. How could she think he Walken was interested in Michelle Fire? She literally pulled him on her like, oh, your wife. Wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. And like, you clearly saw her, her pulling him. Well, also, like, the entire time Walken is just like, Dazed and confused. He's just being walking. Yeah, like he doesn't know what's going on. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. But honestly, this is his least walking y he's been in the film. Yeah, I that's Which honestly kind of bumps me out. Uh, <laughs> I think this was like one of my like first introductions really to Christopher Walken. It had to have been Batman Returns when I first saw Walken. Yeah, when you did. Because this came out in 2007. I was like six years old. How industrious. <laughs> uh, I'm going to dread when we have to do that piece of shit. <laughs> so, to try and win her back, Christopher Walken sings You're Timeless to Me to John Travolta. <laughs> What was that? The Alexa is just talking, guys. Again, I swear to God, Michelle Pfeiffer's trying to sabotage our podcast now. Yeah, because we... So we had to restart our recording, so... It's... Listen, Michelle Pfeiffer... Oh my... Shut her off! Shut up! Shut up! What just happened? It's Michelle Pfeiffer. What? She didn't like what she, what what, what the, 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 yep what we said about. Listen, Michelle Pfeiffer, you can't keep our voices down. 
You can't, you can't stop the beat. No. <laughs> I love that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Daniel's shaking his head again. He didn't like that. And he can't stop the beat. You can't stop the beat. He's saying boo. <laughs> anyway. <has> no class. <laughs> Producer Daniel, everyone. But up, up, but up, up. With. Well, apart from the course, we got off the rails. Yeah. It, it's so funny trying to see Christopher Walken dance with a fat suit suited John Travolta. Mm, I think the peyote just kicked in. What's that? What? Uh, I'm watching Walken dance with a fat suited John Travolta. <laughs> Only peyote can produce that sort of imagery. Yeah, I guess so. And especially once they change into different Costumes and dance styles, yeah. Hmm. This I'd is buy not... the, I buy their romance more than I buy Edward and Bella's or David and Jade's. No, not Edward and Bella. Man, they had chemistry class. Ah. That's about it. Funny. Thank you. <laughs> um, but then we go probably the prettiest song in the film. Like, it's just... Oh, my God. Latifah just nails this. Yes, this is I Know Where I've Been. Such a beautiful and powerful song. Honestly. Round of applause for Miss Latifah. Yes. She knocks this out of the park. Yes, definitely. And this is when they are doing a protest march down the streets of Baltimore. It's, and it's like it's candle lit, like it's it's a gorgeous scene. It's it's a great. Oh, I can't even think of the word. It's too good. It's, just, it's I, so no, I got nothing way to say about this scene. Is it, it? Yeah, it 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 honestly like if it's your first time watching, it will blow you away. Definitely. But who called the cops on him? Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? Um. Probably, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm really not sure. Um, Let's just say Michelle Pfeiffer did. Yeah, but so they reach the end of the march, or it's being blocked off by police, and Tracy hit assaults a police officer with one of her signs. This bops him. She just bops him. Bops him like a thing of whack a mole. Yeah, she really does. It's funny. Um, so she gets Tracy don't care. No, not at all. Um And I love how instantly Travolta's like, run Tracy, run, and just pushes the cops away. With her boobs. You go, Travolta. <laughs> um, so she's hiding out and Penny's mother, who's like an ultra control freak, religious type have person. Have you seen the movie Carrie? She's just a less, like a one notch down of the mother from Carrie. True. Literally, like even ties her up. Yes, devil child, devil child. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at you. 
<laughs> Daniel's shaking his head at me. Uh, but <laughs> so Tracy is hiding out in their like bomb. Is it a bomb shelter? Like it's her nuclear fallout shelter. Her nuclear fallout shelter. <laughs> it all goes back to Greece too, man. It's all um, connected. Oh god, ew. They're gonna be saying going back to school next. No. Um. So, Tra- uh, not Tracy's mom. Uh, Penny's mom like locks her in there to wait for the police to show up. Um. But this, and then ties Amanda binds like binds her wrists or something like that. Or does she tie her to the bed? They're much directly out of Carrie, let's be honest. Oh my gosh, Daniel just made such a stupid joke. What did he say? He goes, binds, Amanda binds, binds her wrists. Oh. Boo. Boo. Oh. He goes, sweet revenge. Go back to school. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. But either way, we get my favorite song in the movie, Without Love. This is your- This is my favorite song. I, it's a good song, but I like how it's weird because I in the live show again, and I'm pretty sure in the stage show, Link is the one that breaks Tracy out. So it kind of makes more sense with her and his song parts. Yeah, because... But, I mean, how it plays in the movie, see, we rescue Penny, that's how it goes in, in the movie. Yeah, Seaweed rescues Penny, and then Penny opens the, like, window part so Tracy can get out. Well, I think Tracy actually does get arrested in the show. I don't know. I, I, again, I'm going to the live show because I think that's the only other comparison I can have. In the live show, she's actually arrested and Link busts her out of jail, which is mm-hmm. a crime in and of itself, but, you know, right. it's a musical. <laughs> um, so then they wind up back at Seaweed's house, which is like a record store as well. Um... And Queen Latifah is like, listen, with with Seaweed and Penny, I mean, listen, if you're going to be together, then you're going to have to deal with a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> Which is true. Still true. Yeah, still true. Um, but they hide Other their- times, they don't change. Nope, definitely not. But, um, so they hide Tracy, and they come up with a plan for the Miss Hairspray- I, is it like a pageant or a competition? I don't really know. It's like a tell. It's a television. I don't know. Something where it's like you can call in and place your vote for who should be the next Miss Teen Hairspray. Doesn't matter because Velma's rigging the whole thing for her daughter. Yes, yeah, she's rigging. The she's entire living thing. vicariously through her. Yes, but she's rigging it so Amber could win for like the third year in a row or something like that. You can tell she's probably parenting, like, who is it, Joan Crawford, that said, no, hanging wires! Yeah, I think so. So, that was Joan Crawford? Yes. 
Okay, yeah. No! Wire! Hangers! No! Wire! Hangers! That's oh probably God. how Michelle Pfeiffer raised her, her daughter. You know, probably. In I the film. In the film. <laughs> Should really clarify that. Cause... In the film. In this film. So, they... They make this whole plan for the so they can sneak Tracy into the Miss Teen hairspray pageant, and then because it's televised, um, live television. There's nothing like it. Yeah. So this is where we get the song "Hair," literally "Hairspray," um, performed by James. This Marsden. is probably my least favorite song. It's not uh, a bad song. No, I think probably "Timeless" to me is my least favorite. Eh, fair but, enough. Yeah, this song is just kind of mindless. It it's harmless. Yeah. It's not really anything important, but still catchy. It, it's literally just a place a little for the final number. Mm-hmm. And what a final number. Oh like okay. The energy in this, like the dancing, this is how you do a final musical number. Yes, it's you. Can't Everyone gets every major character gets a part except for Britney Still and Michelle Pfeiffer because they bad guys. A walk in doesn't get a part. Oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> even dance in it. No. How dare you waste your walk in? You wasted a perfectly good walk in. They did. They wasted a perfectly good walk in. <laughs> um. But so Tracy obviously sneaks in and shows up um, and starts singing to Amber about how you can't stop the beat. No, just like Daniel can't stop the beat. He can't. He can't stop the beat. Um, so. We were abusing all... your boyfriend. <laughs> I haven't done anything to him. I've done nothing. I'm a good girlfriend. Either way. Folks, she made him watch Miss Congeniality. If that's not abuse, I don't know what is. Hey. <laughs> Either way, it's like you said, I mean, it's just, it's a ton of fun, high energy. Um, One thing I would like to point out, like, I love yeah. how um, Amber starts going along when it starts dancing with another dancer uh -huh. after she's lost, but then it, nothing becomes of that. Well, because Michelle Pfeiffer stops her. Oh. She literally goes like, Amber, stop it! <laughs> you and see, kids, racism never wins. No, definitely not. But one moment that we used to point out all the time is when... So Michelle Pfeiffer runs into a, um, a camera... And you can see her eye twitch. Great. You... Huh? I said, oh, it's great. It's great. It's so great. It's so funny. Um, but it's just everybody, everybody in this is performing amazingly. Oh, yeah. No one is putting in a bad performance here. They are no. all on top of it. No, definitely not. And it um and that even Amanda Bynes, who, as far as I was aware, wasn't a trained singer or dancer. I don't think. 
I mean, with little dancing she does in the film, she does a pretty decent job. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. I mean, her part doesn't really get much, but what she she's on key. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like she and she even in Without Love, she hits some pretty high notes. Does she? Yeah. I didn't think they were that high. It's hard depending on your vocal range. Um because when I like when I would would sing this song like in the shower or whatever. I would try to hit those, and I mean, I can hit them now, but when I was first trying, it, it was difficult. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. But that's the end, That and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that, there's really no conclusion, it's just... Oh, Inez becomes Miss T- Hairspray. Yes, little Inez. Tracy's is still on the show. The show becomes segregated, thank goodness. Integrated. Oh, thank you. I said the wrong entire thing. Yes, the show becomes integrated. The show be- <laughs> the, uh, You know what? They don't win. They don't win. It's still segregated. No, nobody wins. No, nobody wins. Go home. Good night, everybody. Nobody funds. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it becomes integrated, which thank God. Yeah. And again, it was all going that way anyway. You can either fight it or you could rock out to it. <laughs> exactly. Again, Corny glad Courtney Collins was like that. Me too, definitely. Um. But yeah, it's not. There's not a real wrap up. I mean. No, not really. It's integrated. Velma gets fired. It's, it's over. It's honestly, and honestly, and, I, I, it, it kind of just ends like it, kinda, it just kind of ends like a Broadway show where like the big number happened. We're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, do you need that much more? No, I think this movie gives you just the right amount of what you need. Yeah, I think so, too. Again, it, it wraps up like a Broadway show. It, it, like, your your final number happens, you get a little closure, and then that's it. Good night, everyone. Go home. Right. Um, one thing I will say, though, is that um, they did take some of the, like, songs from the original Broadway production out of the film like mama i'm a big girl now i mean they play it at the like very end of the credits but and i think they brought in the broadway actresses to sing with nikki yes i think so so that's another, pretty cool yeah and another song called cooties what but another song that's called cooties I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. I've heard, that. I've heard, it, that song was. I know in, we come. I know we come so far as literally the next song to, as the yes. credits start, which is it's literally every main major character except for Travolta. He's not doing that song. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I like that song though. Is Britney Snow performing in that? Yes. I well, actually, no. I don't. I, don't I know, know it's Elijah Kelly, Zac Efron, Queen Latifah, Nikki Blonsky. That's it. Huh. That's all who's listed. That's interesting. Yeah. 
um, it's still a great number. Yeah, and I wish we had gotten a little more of um, It Takes Two. You just want more Zac Efron singing. Obviously. Did this come out before High School Musical 2 or after? Um... I don't because this movie was two thousand seven. Let's Google it. High School Musical two was also two thousand seven. Well, and the reason I'm asking this because I've seen oh, High School, goodness. and you know how choice he clearly had to dye his hair for this film. Hairspray was July, and. Uh, High School Musical 2 was August. Huh. So. That's funny. Was it, did he dye his hair or was it a wig? No, it's dyed hair because remember in High School Musical 2 his hair's darker? Yeah, but it's not black. It's about the same color as this. And all my, we're, we're taking a podcast time talking about Zac Efron's hair. This is, this is my life. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. So we're at the musical march. We're watching just a freaking action movie. <laughs> well, either way, we, since this came out, we... We've both, like, loved this movie. Did we first see this movie at Grandma's house? You know, I don't know. I think we did, because back in the day, we got those, pop, those blue, like, DVDs. Yeah, we used to get those DVDs. And I, Hairspray was one of them, I remember. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we first saw Hairspray at Grandma's. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, that's a little funny. I think mom I don't know I mean I don't know if mom still likes this movie, but she says I used to watch it literally all the time. Yeah. Which I can believe. I was You did. Like you you ruined that DVD. I was six years old and I liked the music. <laughs> and Zach Efron. I like the music. I wasn't there for Zac Efron. <laughs> I was probably there for Amanda Bynes. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for tonight. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we're going to... so. What we since we've been delayed, we're gonna be recording and releasing for the next like three days. So we're releasing this one tonight, and then we'll record and release another our next one tomorrow. And then um, when the day we're recording right now is Tuesday, so on Thursday we'll release the third. We'll record and release the third, and then we should be back to our reg- regular schedule by this weekend, so you'll get the fourth and last of Musical March this Saturday. And I believe it is my turn to pick the film. It is. You know, we, we, we just watched a film about integration, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Probably going to get some backlash. 
cause some controversy. So let's just steer into the skid and, and go after the church. Let's watch Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, God, what? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? <laughs> I've never actually seen this one, so. <laughs> let's just go. We're going, we're going Weber now, guys. This is either going to be really good or really bad. And it's yeah. 70s Lloyd Webber, so... Oh, boy. We'll just have to see how it goes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of Musical March. And again, we're so sorry about the delay. And Thanks a lot. Way to go, Annalise. Sorry, I'm you sorry. You denied the people our voice. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're... Unfortunately, we both have lives, so sometimes things get in the way, and we can't always release episodes to you on time, but we are trying to get back to our consistent, normal schedule, so should be good, hopefully, at least for the next few weeks, until we inevitably fall back again. But again, guys, listen to the Bucktooth Gremlins episode, Off the Wall from Off the Shelf. Annalise is on. Off the Rail, thank you. Annalise is on that. Yep. You'll get to hear a little bit more from me. Um, so, but yeah, go give them a listen and we will Actually, see. Before you. we go, Annalise, we never oh. said what we recently have watched. That's right. Would you like to go first? I, I will go first because I have two things I recently watched. Actually, you were sit- you were watching the first one with me. Oh, Lord. We recently watched Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. And oh my God, folks, if you want a movie that you will laugh at that is batshit insane, watch Sleepwalkers. In fact, we may do an episode on that. We might. We were talking about it, but we don't fully know yet. But it was, it was bad. (laughs) It was glorious. Mm. And what I've recently been watching I went back to rewatch some Doctor Who because I know the 60th is coming up. Ooh. Man, those David Tennant episodes hold up. He, uh, I'm in love with him. David Tennant rules. 10th Doctor all the way. Followed by 11th. Yeah, Matt Smith and David Tennant are just chef's kiss. Mwah. Then it's either John Pert, or Sylvester McCoy for me. Yeah. Yeah, which I know a lot of two of you individuals. I've been out of the Who, Doctor Who circuit for a while. Yeah, since me Matt too. Smith, since Matt Smith left, like I, um, we I can do a whole episode on Doctor Who, honestly. We could. I don't mind Peter Capaldi's too much. Um, well, I didn't they watch- didn't know what to, how to write for him. That was the problem. I watched his, his stuff, and they didn't know how to write for him. That was his issue. I just like Peter Capaldi as an actor. I liked him. I, I I thought it was a good choice, but the, his writing it was everywhere. I don't think they really knew how to follow up from David Tennant and Matt Smith. Uh, we can go on it, but I think we should if we want to do a Doctor Who episode. I think we should save those thoughts. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but something I have recently watched, and I actually watched it with producer Daniel. Um, we watched no, no it's the, producer boyfriend Daniel. Producer boyfriend Daniel. Um, we actually watched the first Hunger Games again. I actually had a chance to be in that. And why didn't you? 
I was stupid. Ugh. And then ask my mom. Ugh. What's wrong with you? I'm an idiot. Yeah. Because look at how big that franchise is now. Is it that big? I mean, she released another book. And it's getting oh, adapted. God in, damn it. It's getting adapted into a movie that's like coming out. Yeah, I think I'm sure Jennifer Lawrence will come back for that. No, it's it's a prequel, so it's she's not even in it. Even she didn't have a good time making those films. The f- listen, the first and second one are really good. Ugh, Katniss Everdeen sucks. No, she doesn't. Shut it. She's a bland, emotionless robot. No, she's not. But Either according way. to Jennifer Lawrence, she was the first female action hero. Oh, bullshit. Oh, God, that's such bullshit. Oh, bullshit, yeah, conceited bullshit. I think, I don't know, maybe she just, like, slipped up. Honestly, it's probably a misquote, let's be honest. It might be. I don't, I don't know. Either way, but, um... Yeah, we watched we we rewatched the first Hunger Games. Poor Daniel. <laughs> he wants to continue watching the James Bond. Excuse me, James Bond movies. Agreed. You should. <laughs> we you subjected the miscongeniality and now Hunger Games. You owe this man. I audience, do not. audience, do you think Annalise owes producer boyfriend Daniel some more James Bond movies? Either that or Godzilla. I fell asleep during Dr. No, so. Well, they get better. (laughs) Either way. All right. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow and be tuned for Jesus Christ Superstar and the continuation of Musical March. Da, da, da. I'm not going to say. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, beloved audience. We hope you have a good rest of your night. Bye.